Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano, and thanks for tuning in to the Harpen on Rugby podcast. HarpenOnRugby.net is an unofficial fan site for Leinster and Ireland rugby, with regular coverage of the latest news and opinion via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course this pod. If you haven't already, please subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts as well as a host of other platforms. Right about now, I'm meant to be working out what the best Ireland team is for the first test against the Wallabies next week, but alas, that is not to be. This week on the pod, my guest is Ian Frizzell, who has recently been appointed to the role of COVID-19 Club Safety Officer at Ballymoney RFC. I got him on to tell us a bit about himself and how he got into rugby, about the club, and of course, what the position entails. And as he's also a massive Ulster rugby fan, I couldn't let him go without sharing his thoughts on their chances once provincial rugby kicks back into gear. So without any further ado, here's our latest back and forward chat. Now it's time for our back and forward chat and joining me this week is a man I've never met in person, but after years of rugby conversation and banter on the Twitter machine, I feel I know him reasonably well. And I reckon you couldn't get a better description than his own Twitter bio, which reads, love rugby, big fan of Ulster and Ireland. Please welcome to the pod, Mr. Ian Frizzell. How are you doing, sir? I'm great. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh, very, very good. Very good to have you on. And uh, so, so, so tell us a bit about, about yourself and um, how you got into the beautiful game of rugby union. Oh my goodness. Um, I went to a, a soccer playing school and uh, at the age of around about 16, uh, I was changing schools to another one uh, that didn't do very much by way of any sport. And a friend of mine, who had uh, you actually boarded in a in a boarding school in Dublin and played a lot of uh, rugby and had come back home to Balmoney? He said, "Why don't you come and try try rugby?" So uh, I did at uh, say 16 years of age, joined Balmoney, and uh, uh, that was that. I'd never played to a very high standard, but um, was always pretty good in the administrative side of things. So um, I, I like to get stuck in and, and do what I can. It's good, it's good uh, so, to hear that Leinster, Leinster played a part in you getting into rugby in the first bit. We, we won't dwell on that too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing how you can get these links in. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you've been with Bally Money uh, ever since? Well, actually, no. I, 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 uh, I played for about 10 years or, or maybe just over 10 years. Uh, picked up a, a, an injury. Uh, an ankle ligament injury and back in those days there wasn't the same care uh, as there would be now uh, and that never really healed properly so uh, I was in pain any time I played so I thought it's probably better to give it up at that stage so I was in my uh, gone beyond my mid-twenties at the stage and um, I went off then and, and uh, I got involved in, in the local soccer club and admin type stuff and um, and then got into golf uh, and uh, played a lot of golf for 20 odd years um, but uh, I, I found myself then sort of uh, once the professional rugby thing came in found myself uh, starting to like it again and um, it, was, it was a very easy transition back in that so um, we, uh, we got season tickets for Ulster Rugby probably around about the very early 2000s, not long after they'd won the uh, European Cup mm -hmm. in 99. Probably about 2001 too was the first season ticket and we've had one ever since. Brilliant. Uh, so uh, uh, from the point of view of the local club then, probably about uh, maybe 10 years ago, I wandered back in as a, an associate member um, and uh, did a bit of spectating uh, and that uh, sort of moved on to 
um, sponsoring a wee bit. Um, I, I run my own health and safety consultancy. So I was able to uh, uh, get a signboard at the side of the pitch and, and uh, do a little bit in, in, uh, in support of the club. And uh, been doing that ever since. So um, some great guys there. Uh, and some guys who, like myself, had sort of uh, wandered off and came back in again, and the club's thriving now. Very good. Uh, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that's down to us or or or, or them. Yeah. But no, um, you can say that. I mean, you know, well, that, 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 mm -hmm. that, 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 that's quite all right. You can definitely say yeah. that. No, but uh, <laughs> so tell us a bit about the club, anyway. What, what, how many, like, how many players are we talking about, and uh, how many teams? And well. Uh, as far as the Ulster branch is concerned, we're one of the we're one of the only clubs with four adult te uh, male teams, um, and uh, are able to put those teams out on, on, on a very regular basis. Um, numbers wise, uh, about eighty adult men, um, with a youth section of about sixty. That's under twelve to under eighteens, and um, we have a mini section that we would have 200 kids uh, at the pitches on a Saturday morning, uh, which is absolutely amazing. It is. Uh, and yeah. uh, uh, just, just to see that, I mean, my own grandson um, was involved in the minis for, uh, for, for a few years, and it, it was absolutely brilliant to go out there on a Saturday morning and see all those kids just yep. uh, enjoying it. And, and uh, there's, been a few, uh, there's been a few guys who've moved through from the minis th through to uh, playing for the senior teams. So. Um, I don't know if you heard um, Pat McCarry there recently uh, an interview with our club president uh, about young Stuart Moore, mm -hmm. uh, who's just signed his first professional contract with Ulster. And uh, Stuart started off in uh, Balamoni Minis. Brilliant, yeah, yeah. That's uh, the, uh, and um, so, so with that, with all that, with all those rugby players um, and all that rugby going on every weekend, obviously this whole uh, COVID uh, situation when everything w came to a came to a shuddering halt all of a sudden that just that that you know that made it that that affected everyone around the country sport in sport and out of sport and whatever but it's been uh, it's been tough going like you know for people trying to like trying to stay stay fit and stay active and uh, all this kind of stuff during the team how did the club did how did y'all keep did you all keep in touch during the time when you were all isolated i will i, I mean i i um you know, I hadn't really been in, involved at, at a sort of a, a, an Alakadu level with the club. So, uh, um, I mean, we were we, we're there basically from the for the social side. And um, there's a group of us, uh, half a dozen, who who go there every Saturday. And uh, if the, if the uh, first fifteen are at home, there's usually a pre-match meal and and um, a bit of crack, a bit of camaraderie, and, and and you get a few pints and watch the game. So uh, obviously. Uh, we've missed that, mm. um, and uh, I mean, we, like everybody else, we have WhatsApp groups and we stay in touch and and, and so on. But um, from the point of view of the COVID thing and how I ended up getting involved in that was, mm -hmm. was basically through the the club president uh, John Wade, uh, who, who uh, I would I would know pretty well. Uh, and as soon as uh, John uh, saw that we, they needed. Um, Someone with a bit of safety knowledge uh, to do this plan. He was on the phone to me straight away. So, um, uh, uh, if you have ever heard of the, the old saying, uh, "He was roped in." Well, I was roped in. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm very glad to do it. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, Jeff. I mean, it's uh, it, it's it's brilliant to be able to give something back to them. Uh, and um, you know, there's not 
I'm not able to go out and run about and play the game anymore. Um, and there's other guys who are better than me at maybe organising events and things, so I let them get on with that. Uh, but this one here, yeah, it, it, um, it probably uh, was made for me, if, uh, if I could just say that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you're, you're, so basically your, your, your business, your, pers your, your own work is, is based around the area of health and safety anyway. Do you want to, do you want to talk yeah. about that and give a shout out to your, to your, to, to your business? Yeah, thanks. I, uh, um, I've been a self-employed health and safety consultant for the past 14 years. Uh, previous to that, in a government uh, uh, employment, I was health and safety uh, coordinator and, and uh, 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 looked after, I've always been in the construction industry, so looked after the construction side of uh, the health and safety whilst there. So it was, a, it was an easy move for me when, when the time was right to move into self-employment. Mm -hmm. uh, and as I say, I'm, I'm involved primarily in the construction industry. Um, so uh, uh, um, there's a bit of a similarity there actually between the construction industry and the, and, and, uh, uh, the rugby side of things because people work in teams mm -hmm. on, on construction sites so you know you're, you're, you're involved in trying to uh, affect those teams from a, a practical element and from a mental element as well so they're looking after each other and uh, the whole ethos of this return to rugby uh, roadmap that the ARFU have put out is that people look after each other uh, and uh, uh, get to know what, what their responsibilities are and, and to uh, show the commitment to, um, you know, fitting into those responsibilities and, and, and looking after your club mates. Yeah, definitely. And um, so you, you mentioned a roadmap. So, so basically what the IRFU did was a bit like what the government did overall with their phases, both North and South. They, they had a scheduled thing. The, the, the IRFU themselves produced um, a, a, a system, like a roadmap for, for each club to um, to to basically gradually get people back into playing and get training and then playing matches and and part of that was appointing an actual officer like yourself who was, would be who would oversee that is that, that that's basically what it is is it yeah that's correct yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean uh, first of all I have to I have to congratulate the IRFU on on the work that they've done uh, um, I, I mean the the, uh, the the people who uh, are are producing this and um, and it's still being produced uh, um, as we speak. Uh, the, the, the people who are doing this are very professional uh, and the medical officer, ARFU medical officers involved, uh, you know these guys know exactly what they're what they're about. Uh, they've put this uh, information out in a very easy to follow form uh, and uh, yes the, the first stage of that is uh, for all the clubs to appoint a COVID-19 club safety officer, which is the, the role that I have taken on. Um, and uh, as well as that, um, COVID, club COVID uh, compliance officers who are really assistants to the, to the uh, safety officer. Um, so those guys and girls are, are uh, generally uh, the people who will be um, you know, coaching teams, um, managing teams, looking after team affairs, that type of thing. Uh, so we've got a, a, a basically one person for every team that, uh, that we have in the club. 
Very good. Um, and so, uh, so, so how is it? How does how is it uh, roughly? How does it work? Like, I mean, do they um, like you hear about the uh, the provincial teams? They're going back seven at a time, training together seven at a time for a first stage. Is, right. is it similar? Is it similar for the for the for the club players? Or what way? What way it does is. It yeah. Yeah, absolutely. At the moment, um, once we've got the pl the uh, planning stage over, and that's putting the safety plan in place uh, and a, a risk assessment to cover all the activities in the club. Uh, once that's in place, you log that with uh, with your lo uh, local branch. With the, I'd be doing mine to the Ulster branch, and that clears you then to go into the uh, the, the next stage. Which at the moment they're talking the, about the non-contact rugby stage, um, and uh, there, 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 there are slight differences between uh, you guys in in uh, Republic of Ireland and us here in Northern Ireland. Um, in in that um, you seem to be a week, maybe two weeks ahead in uh, in some of the uh, re relaxations that have been happening. But mm -hmm. basically, at the moment, adult teams could train with 15 players uh, uh, two of which will be coaches and that's here in the north um, they've just published some new guidance today and uh, for you for, for down south it's 15 players to two coaches yeah for 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 adult teams for for teams between uh, under 12s and under 18s it's 20 players and two coaches okay and for for under under 12s if you if you get my drift mm -hmm. it's 16 players to two coaches um and that's where i'm going to have a bit of a problem because we have 200 of those under under 12s to try and uh, accommodate so yeah uh we may be we may be uh, having to change our our training program a wee bit to to accommodate that but that's that's generally where they are at the moment if all the conditions are met they're they're looking to advance to contact stage around about the 20th of July. And the contact stage would obviously, as it is, but um, uh, you will be able to uh, build up with controlled contact development towards a defined contact training block to ensure games make commence in early September. So they're looking at um, some form of, of competitive games in September. Valley Money plays in the, the, the junior levels of um, of Ulster. It's the Cookery Leagues, is it? Or what, what, what? No, it says it's the, it's, it's the Cookery Leagues and we're in, we're in uh, Championship 2. Okay. Um, now, that's province-wide. So, at the moment, I don't know if they'll try and regionalise um, things to, to, to avoid too much travel. Um, uh, or, or whether they centralise things, I, I really don't know. Ulster branch haven't uh, haven't really come out with too much in, by way of that. Yeah, they, um, um, they probably want to see how the uh, how you're progressing through the stages before they nail down a concrete date. I mean, yeah. the elite uh, guys have already gone back, as you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and then your 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 AIL uh, clubs they're already back doing some training, so they're they're a bit of a step ahead. So. It'll be interesting to see uh, what the AIL uh, come up with from a uh, point of view of uh, competitive games, uh, particularly with, uh, you know, there's a bit of cross-border uh, uh, stuff going on there. 
Yeah, and when you find um, in the wider sense, when we were talking about going through all these stages, um, the only thing that complicates it is non-compliance. You get people in general not following the guidelines, not wearing masks and all that kind of stuff. But in a rugby setting, just on just without having seen it myself, I'd assume that everybody involved is just itching to get back to rugby. So basically, when you say this is what we need to do, they're all pretty much going to do it. Is that is that what you're finding? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I haven't engaged um, sort of uh, below the sort of coach manager level mm-hmm. at the moment. But the feedback that I'm getting from uh, from those guys is that uh, you know the the uh, the players are looking forward to getting back to some form of training, and if that's purely fitness training and non-contact at this stage, they'll just be only too happy to be back. You know, I mean, some of these guys, you know, whilst they're not elite athletes, they're they're um, they're guys who are looking after their bodies anyway. So you know, they're 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 training away on their own. Uh, at the moment, so you know they're they're going to come back reasonably fresh, and uh, and and hopefully by that time. I and mean, we're we're planning. Normally, it's about third week in July that uh, Balamoni return to train and uh, for pre-season training. So we're hoping that we're still sort of going to meet that that sort of date, which is around about the twentieth of July. So mm. we're hoping that in that in that uh, three to four week period that. Uh, you know, we'll have all those relaxations that are being planned for um, for you guys down south, yeah. and that uh, we'll be able to get into some form of contact uh, at that stage. Yeah, and that's good. It'd be good if if the date works out like that, because, like you say, that's when you would have been starting anyway. So you, although, yeah. you know, apart you, although you'd have some of the COVID restrictions, though, you could you still have a plan to work off. Uh huh. Well, I mean, the, a, a lot of this uh, is sort of set up to uh, to prevent um, spread of the disease, um, and it's about um, tracking and tracing. It's about the guys arriving, um, you know, with information that they're they're not um, they're not carrying the disease, uh, and that you know they go through a registration uh, process. That that's what the compliance officers are going to be doing. Mm. Um, so. You know, all that has got to be put in place. It doesn't matter what way they train, whether it's non-contact or contact. So all the all that has to happen anyway, and that will continue to happen uh, before every training session. Mm. Um, so that uh, in the uh, uh, hopefully in the unlikely event that uh, that someone does um, uh, prove to pick up the, the virus, that we can. Uh, uh, trace it and, and uh, find out who has been in contact with that person. Yeah, that's the very important part of it. What the guys get up to on, on, on the pitch obviously is, is uh, very important too and that will be down to the coaches to, to make sure that they don't uh, overstep the mark so to speak. You know, you, you're, you're going to try to get guys to, to, you know, to think outside the box a wee bit, you know, where, where if, you know, uh, you know yourself you played a bit of sport um, if you do something good you know it's nice to get a back slap or a, a you know a high five from a teammate mm-hmm. it's cutting out those things and that's not going to be the easiest thing to do and particularly for the younger people and and the per- that we're trying to accommodate as well. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's definitely a delicate dance. I mean, it's uh, as much as we want to get back, you know, you, you, it, it's up to us to accept that it's, it's the game is, is not going to be the way we remember it because <laughs> the world isn't how we remember it. It's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's a new normal, but you still, the goal is still there to get to, to be playing rugby 
at, at some point, even if, even if a lot of the surroundings and the peripherals are, are changed, but um, you know, the, 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 the desire to get back is gonna be what basically drives it back to hopefully a sensible, a sensible middle ground where we can still play and still be safe. Oh, 100%, that, that is very true. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I you know, would say, that particularly for adults, um, health and safety is a big part of the normal day anyway. Uh, you know, anybody that goes to work have to work under under certain rules and restrictions. Uh, so it won't be a lot different than you know going to work. You just need to be aware of what you can do and what you can't do. Uh, and um, uh, you know we'll achieve that. Um, I've no doubt. Um, and um, hopefully, uh, you know, as things go on and, and and our country as a whole look to be coping with this thing reasonably well. I mean, we've got new cases down to single figures. We've got deaths down to you know, maybe one every other day. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're getting there. Um, the, the, the crack is to make sure that we don't become too complacent, but, you know, I think we can look forward with a great deal of optimism. Well, I mean, it definitely sounds like, I mean, it's good to hear that, uh, you know, all the way down to club level, they've got, you know, they're, they're, they're taking the sensible approach and they've got the right people, um, you know, looking after it and, 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 and judging that, you know, getting people back gradually and safely. It's a, it really sounds like you've got a handle on it there, Ian. So fair play and uh, best of luck with all your efforts with that uh, going down the line. And I hope it, hope it, hope it gets to, uh, hope it gets to a really good place and you're, you're back playing rugby as soon as possible down at Bally Money. Thank you very much, Jeff. And uh, I'll, I'll keep in touch. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll keep you updated on how we're getting on. Please do. Yeah, no, don't, don't, don't worry. You won't, you're, you're not getting away that lightly. We'll get you back later and see how you're getting on. Uh, before, before we go, Ian, we might as well have, a, have an old natter about uh, provincial rugby and how that's going. Um, there, there's dates gradually been released. We saw today uh, they, they, have a, they have a weekend for the uh, European quarterfinals. So we've got that to look forward to. They've got weekends. Yep put aside for the return to the Pro 14 provincials. Um, how are you seeing um, Ulster's, like uh, Leinster announced today that there's players going out, there's not, no new players coming in, but all the other provinces, there's, a lot, there's been a lot of changes coming in, going out, and how do, how do you see Ulster's uh, new setup with the coming back and their chances for the rest of the season? Because they were having, a, they were having a, 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 real, a, a decent enough season up to, up to that point. We were having a cracking season. Yeah. Um, Albeit there was a couple of very, um, very sort of heavy defeats in that, but um, you know I think overall we can write those off. Um, generally, I think we've been doing uh, doing tremendously well. Um, I, I think what has happened, as well as uh, Dan McFarlane getting uh, well well established, I think his coaching team now is is um, where he wants it to be. Uh, you know, he made a couple of changes there. Um, they brought in Roddy Grant, um, uh, and uh, he's got a coaching team there. I think that he that he genuinely believes can take Ulster uh, the extra mile. One of the things that I sort of have noticed on the little playbacks and things that have been on TV, on YouTube, on this, that, and the other uh, over the lockdown period, is just how good Ulster's defence has become. Yeah, uh, and uh, you, you know yourself, uh, all good teams uh, uh, need a really good, well set defence uh, before they can start to think about uh, even winning half a dozen games. Never mind enough games to be trophy hunting. So uh, you know, I'm very pleased with that aspect of things. Um, some excellent professionals uh, in the setup. 
some guys who are, uh, as you know, uh, well worthy of their uh, place in the Ireland setup, uh, where perhaps maybe in years gone past, you know, we were struggling to get two or three guys in there genuinely with a with an opportunity of being in match day squads. Yeah. Now I think we're, you know, and now I think we're we're into the, uh, you know. Um, seven, eight, nine, ten guys within that squad now that can be in that place. And again, you know, as Leinster have proved over and over again, if you've got international players playing for you, uh, then you're going to be up there. You're going to be challenging um, every season. So from that respect, good. I think I think they've, they've signed well in Matheson and uh, Madger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was two very, very shrewd moves by, by, the, by the management. Definitely. Uh, I mean, it's not as if it's not as if you you had a shabby nine and ten there to begin with. So it's like no. it's really going to bolster the give you give you eighty mm-hmm. minutes, 80, 80 minutes almost guaranteed of. Um, Absolutely, first class uh, halfbacks. Yeah, uh, we've got first. You know, the the rest of the backs are are fabulous. Uh, you know, we've got good cover in every position. Um, you know, when you when you when you're able to allow. Um, very good young guys like Kernahan to move on uh, and and uh, look at where he maybe was placed in the list of, of wingers in the club. You know, in, in in a lot of other clubs, he would have been further up the line. Um, so from a, from the point of view of the backs, I think we've very little to worry about. Injuries aside, of course, touch wood, that doesn't happen. In in the forward pack, back row starting to take uh, t- to take shape. Um, we bit worried maybe in the in the engine room, uh, and I thought that we might have gone. I know with Carter coming back, but I thought we might have gone for another another rock for 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 in there. Um, I like Big Alan O'Connor. He's got a a, um, a heart as big as a lion, but um, you know he's he's provincial level guy, and that's you know that's it. Mm. Uh, he'll, he'll he'll give you uh, all the effort that it, that he does. Week in, week out, but uh, you know, there's 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 a step up in class then to people like Anderson, uh, and I think if we had some, maybe one more in there uh, um, of that sort of level uh, at this stage, I would have been a wee bit happier. But generally, from a overall point of view, I think we're well set. Uh, I think the way the the, the Pro 14 is being played out, it would be a disaster if we didn't get the semi final berth. Mm. Uh, because basically, I think we need you know one point more than what Glasgow would get, and that's yeah. and we're we're sure of that. So uh, it means an away trip semi final. Uh, that's something we've become very very used to over the years, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we'll see where that takes us. Uh, either either be uh, Thomond Park or Murrayfield. Yeah. So um, I, I think we're capable of winning against either of them. Absolutely, and no question. Yeah, and I think then, uh, you know, you get to a final, depends, a lot depends, you know, by that stage, you know, will we get 10,000 into um, into um, um, the Aviva? Oh, the Aviva, yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll go, I, th- I think if it's two Irish teams, I can't see them going to take Oh, no, absolutely not. No, I, I can't see that happening at all now. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, so so it, maybe maybe re- restrictions might allow, uh, might allow a, a, some sort of a crowd in, in there and the, yeah, if that ha- if that happens, then who knows? Two teams giving it all on the day, um, but like the last year's quarter final, anybody anybody's game. 
Definitely. Well, listen, Ian, um, it was great to have you on. Thanks a million for, for, for coming on the show and, and telling, us, telling us all about your new role. And uh, best of luck with it. And like I say, we'll get you back on soon enough um, and, uh, and, and see, see, see how you're getting on. And um, so, so, so do you want to just tell, what's the name of your business? Oh, I, it's um, uh, Frizzell Safety Services. Brilliant. Um, yeah, Health and Safety Consultancy. And I operate uh, mainly in the north, but I have a couple of clients in, uh, uh, in the south. Um, uh, a couple of nice guys in around Mullingar there that I do a bit of work with. So it's always nice to uh, jump in the car of the morning and, and, and take a drive down there. Deadly. Okay, well, we'll put a, we'll put a link to, your, to, to you on the, in the program notes as well. So thanks a million for coming on, and um, we'll talk to you soon, and best of luck with the season to come. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. Thanks for sticking with us right to the end. Coming up on Harpin on Rugby, we have our usual features like Front 5, The Pod of Three, our recently returned weekly look at upcoming rugby on Irish TV, and the final stages of the Ireland Jersey McJersey Face Cup. As always, you'll find all our latest content at harpinandrugby.net. In the meantime, stay safe everyone. Slán. <laughs>